Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the show are Dan and Laura Hash. They have been serving with Josiah Venture in Poland since 1993 and have been involved with training and coaching young leaders in numerous churches and ministries throughout the country. After 30 years of serving in Poland in many different capacities, Dan and Laura have recently shifted to a new role in the overall mission of Josiah Venture. They are now on the member care team responsible for marriages, counseling, and counseling resources and developing the member care people in each country. Laura is still serving on the board for FALA, which is Josiah Venture in Poland. And Dan and Laura have been a part of planting two churches and are excited to have been a part of the leadership of one of those churches since 2015. Their length of service in Poland enables them to play key roles throughout Josiah Venture. They live in Mikovol, Mikov, we'll get them to say it. They live in Poland and are blessed with the son, Jacob, and his wife, Becca, and granddaughter, Clara, who also serve in Poland with JV. Dan and Laura, welcome to the show. Wow, it's great to be here. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. For You have to like, correct my pronunciation. Where do you live? <laughs> okay. We live in Mikowoof. Woof. Mikko Woof. Mikko Woof. It kind of looks like Mikko if you were looking at it in oh. English. Mikko. But, you know, we had add little things to different letters and it makes it sound like Mikko Woof. Mikko Woof. Okay. So that's where you live in the wonderful country of Poland. But currently you are not in your hometown. Where are you? At the moment, we're in a city called Wrocław, which is where our son and daughter-in-law and granddaughter live. So we're visiting them today, and it was an opportunity to talk to you. Amazing. So yes, also your son serves with Josiah Venture, and your son and his wife, Becca. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and actually, he's um, turning 29 um, this week. And he was born in Poland, so that's pretty cool that he's almost as old as how long we've been here. So <laughs> that's right. He is. Oh my gosh. That's crazy and wild. Well, anything here right in the beginning, anything else you want to say about your family or where are you from in the States? We can start there. Well, Laura's normal, but um, I was born in Panama. I spent my childhood in the Philippines. I know it's wild. And then did a little stint in California and then uh, worked in Germany for eight years and then Poland. So I've only lived in the States about uh, 15, 14 years. And I'm, wow. I'm like a native of Colorado. So I've lived in Colorado well I've lived now in Poland half my almost half my life, and I lived in Col Colorado uh, a little bit less than that because I lived in Germany some too. So, but Colorado is what we call home now, or our second home, whatever. Yeah, that's right. Not not Panama, Dan. No, 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 <laughs> uh, no. You've got a lot of countries there under your belt, there, Dan. Yeah, that's a lot lots of, countries, of stamps in my little but... passport. Lots of stamps. Um, well, before we talk about how the two of you met, what did each of you can answer? Like, what has your journey of faith looked like? We'll start with Laura. Okay. Well, I was privileged to 
be born into a Christian family. And so went to church pretty much all my life. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how old I was exactly on my first Sunday in church, but was in church and great church, um, healthy church. Well, we were at one church and then we switched. It was not as healthy. So since I was in fifth grade, um, which however old, old that is, 11 or something, I've been at yeah. the same church, which is now our sending church. And um, I understood about Jesus and how much God loved us, that he sent Jesus to die for us at a young age. And that the church we were going to then would baptize children. So I was baptized when I was eight years old. And so that was a great privilege for me and very excited about it. And also then had my little, um, okay, I'm a church girl. And then I started living a little bit of a different life in high school. And so mm-hmm. probably um, was really involved in youth group, and it was o- awkward for me um, to kind of go back and forth between how I was at school and how I was at church. And actually at school, one of the biggest things was I had this non-Christian boyfriend, and um, there was a woman who was the youth pastor's wife. Her name was Donna. And she really took an interest in me and would pray for me a lot. She knew about this boy, but she um, would say things sometimes, but mostly just prayed for me, spent time with me, invested in me, Bible study. But this relationship with this boy had really bad influence on me. And mm. so I, my faith journey at that point was uh, I was in church uh, one Sunday, and the pastor was preaching about Abraham and Isaac and felt like he was looking just at me, <laughs> you know, one of those yeah, sermons. Yeah. And the basic, the challenge was, what's your Isaac? And what's too important to you that you're, are you willing to let go? And I, it just went mm. right, right to my heart that I was like, it's this boy. Like, he's become what he says we should do, we do, you know, or whatever. And I was trying to have a good impact on him, but he was having a a worse impact on me than I had a good impact on him. So anyway, I went home from church that day and called him on the phone. Wasn't a real brave way to do it, but I called him on the phone, broke up with him. And Mm -hmm. um, it was one of my very first times where I really said, I want to go God's way. I'm going to choose God and say yes to him and no to things that are going to lead me away from him. So yeah. that was probably more of a a big moment in my life. And um, and I think since then, after then, you know, college and of course ups and downs and all that, but college was also a time I went a- away from home and studied in another city. And it was really an important time too for me to go, this is my faith. This is where I'm going. So high school, mm. college, really important time for me, which is partly why I'm a part of Josiah Venture. Yeah. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Laura. Yeah. Dan, what about you? Yeah. Well, it was growing up in the Philippines. The reason we were there was because my parents were missionaries and they were missionaries to the American military. And they had an yeah. open home for um, sailors and soldiers to come be a part of meals, learn about Christ. It was really cool. But that was, I thought, a normal way to grow up. Turns out, turns out that's a little 
odd. <laughs> it's a little odd. Yeah. yeah, a little odd compared to Laura's, let's say, normal experience. But um, but because of that, I watched young soldiers and sailors often uh, put their faith in Christ and uh, and decide to follow him. And I didn't want to be like everybody else, and so I I held out. And it was um, it was sometime a little bit later, going into my teen years, when a uh, a certain sailor that I thought was really cool uh, had befriended me, and I spent a little time with him, and he uh, ruined that relationship by also putting his faith in Christ and going oh. over to the dark <laughs> side, which was actually the light side, and uh, <laughs> and I just I just couldn't hold out any longer, and and uh, with my with my mom, I said, "Hey, I, I, it's it's time for me." And we we prayed together, and I I put my faith in Christ, and it was uh, it was a real genuine, true decision for me where I was at that mm. point. Christ saved me, so that was the beginning of my journey. How old were you when that happened? Uh, fifty six. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was um, I don't know, probably eleven uh, or so. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right about there. So younger, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. we can see that we can see the influence of people um, in our lives for sure. Right. Oh my goodness! Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, now, now you're both believers. Okay, we've heard this story of your journey of faith, and obviously, our journey of faith is our whole lives. Right? It's we're going to learn things about grace every single day. Um, but then, how did the Lord bring the two of you together from the Philippines and Colorado? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually. Um, very crazy. Most people have a, a story, but ours was odd too because we um, we got to know each other in Germany because we were both serving as um, youth workers in the same organization that my parents uh, had started many years ago together with some of their friends. We looked at each other and we were like the l- most unlikely couple. Laura was a uh, uh, head cheerleader and uh, uh, popular and smart and did well in school. And uh, and I was a lot of fun to be around, and so they're just, they're just we were not we were not compatible really, um, but something sparked in us, and we started spending a little bit of time together, and uh, and we dated. It was clunky dating. In fact, from the time we had our first date until the time we actually stood at the altar and said "I do" was seven years or something like that. It was a long time. So, oh wow, yeah, I highly don't recommend that. But it's. Um, <laughs> But that's our that that was our that was our uh, our story. It was a long, long way to go. You want to add something to that? What do you want to say? Well, it was we were serving together in ministry and in different cities, but doing the same thing. And so our hearts were together in that sense. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. but there was something special about Dan too for me that he was really loved the Lord. He loved people, and he really wanted to know me and in a way that I had never had people just even as a friend asking me questions um, about what I was thinking about things or feeling about things. And that wasn't normal for me. My family, we had a great family, but it wasn't a let's ask questions and really try to get into Mm -hmm. deeper parts, you know, of ourselves to really know each other and stuff. So so there was something, yeah, he wasn't like what I had pictured, but there was something that was really unique in who Dan was and still is. And so yes. that kind of kept drawing me into him. 
So it was, yeah. yeah, first we were just kind of friends. And anyway, he, he has a, he had a really good, I left Germany to go back to do some graduate studies and his pickup line. If anybody's listening and wants a good pickup line, he basically, he basically said, keep my name in the hat. So oh. I was going to be in, you know, graduate school, there would be other people, but he said, you know, my name is one of those that should be in the hat. And it ended up that that's the name that I kept going back to. So anyway, uh-huh. even though it took forever for us to, you know, get married, but yeah. He was like, don't forget about me, Laura. Don't forget about that's me. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We 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 got engaged a couple of months later. We broke up. It was horrible for both of us. And then we oh, actually gosh. I know it's terrible. And we actually didn't see each other for almost two years. And so Whoa. I know, right? And but we uh but we just we just could not get each other out of our minds. And so um we ended up so I had the privilege of asking her to marry me twice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and um uh, and both were very creative, yeah. may I say. Well, Dan's not Dan's not normal, so we know that. That's right. <laughs> so so very true. creative. Yeah. yeah. The, the the second time I asked her to marry me, I knew what she was going to say, and that was way better than the first time. It's really fun <laughs> when you know what the answer is going to be. That's yes. just just way funner. So, so oh that's my a little gosh. bit of our clunky, wonderful story. Your clunky, wonderful story that leads us to, I mean, we could talk about so many things today, but the big meat of this conversation and the reason why I wanted to have the two of you on here are that you guys are the founding members of Josiah Venture. Josiah Venture started 30 years ago with two couples, one couple, oh, Dave and Connie Patty, who went to the Czech Republic, and another couple, Dan and Laura Hash, who went to Poland. And that was 30 years ago. November marks 30 years. So wild and crazy. Okay, so how did this start for you guys? You guys were like in Germany. I love that you guys were in Germany, by the way. We have that in common. I was a military kid, so we, 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 all, we all love Germany. But so how did this whole Josiah Venture thing begin for you guys? We need the origin story for the Hashes. Yeah, Germany was a great experience working with high school people there. We loved it. And um, I'd grown up with the example of my dad taking soldiers and sailors to go visit. This is when we were in the Philippines to go visit real missionaries who are doing like really crazy things. And we would take, oh, these, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'd take these American guys to to visit them. And so when I moved to Germany and I was working with American high school kids, I'm like, I got to take them places and have them see other things. So I would take them to Yugoslavia, which is now Croatia and a bunch of other countries. And um, also uh, I had an opportunity came up for me to go visit uh, Poland. I was at a conference and a guy said, they're looking for somebody to teach youth ministry stuff in Poland. Any one of you want to go? And I was like, I'll go, I'll go. And I figured everybody wanted to go, but not everybody did. And so I drove my little car into the into to Poland and it was before the wall came down. So it was really hard to get in. A visa oh, was wow. complicated. And but it started something. It started something in me. I saw a great need. I was 20 I don't know what, five, six, four, I don't know. And uh, I remember they, that I would teach a six, seven hours, eight hours a day, and they would take notes. And I ran out of stuff to say after four days, and it was a 10-day conference. But it was mostly youth leaders. It was mostly youth leaders, yeah. yeah. And I remember hearing that 90% of the world's youth ministry resources 
are spent on 10% of the world's youth. And that, wow. and I remember seeing that in live, uh, in a live context that here was a group of leaders that were hungry to hear what I was saying, which many of the things I was talking about were uh, based biblically, but also somewhat new in the way that they were presented. So there was a tremendous hunger. So I started going back every year and using my uh, my vacation time from our ministry mm-hmm. in Germany to to work with these youth leaders in uh, in Poland. So that was the that that was the that was the beginning for me. And for me, I uh, after I I left Germany uh, and I went back to Colorado and I ended up working for Youth for Christ and okay because uh, I wanted to still be involved with youth ministry and it was after Dan and I had broken up and so couldn't really be in the Mal- Malachi ministry that we were a part of with the military and so I did that and and it ended up that um, they were starting a new um, ministry within kind of the world outreach department of Youth for Christ and it was to take um, training teams to go to Eastern Europe still Mm -hmm. was before the wall came down. And I was asked by my leadership if I would put together some of those teams and, and go. So I put together some teams for some different places, but then one of them was going to be in Romania. And so they, I was offered a chance to go on that team. And so that was before Dan and I were married. And so I got this opportunity to, to go to, Romania. And, and you loved it, right? I loved it. There yeah. were we we hung out with kids, but we were teaching some at a conference. But then after the conference, we went back to a city and um helped those leaders do something in their city with their young mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And so that really warmed my heart to to Eastern Europe, all of it was called at that time. And so yeah. after we ended up getting married and um, as we considered what we would want to do uh, together, we considered, do we want to do military ministry with youth? We were considering opening up that ministry in Asia because it mm-hmm. hadn't been there yet, or mm-hmm. are we ready to work more with leaders? And um, it was at the same time that Dave and Connie were also praying and moving towards starting this thing. And so yeah. we went to visit them at Christmas time. Dan was had left Germany to go to university to at graduate school in counseling, and um, we visited Dave and Connie in Chicago where they were, and there's just kind of some things started breaking up, breaking through for both of us, um, both mm-hmm. couples to really go. Yeah, this is where we want to go, and so it's it. We had had these experiences already with youth leaders, both of us to Dan, especially in Poland. So we were at that point, we were like, yep, we believe the Lord's leading us to join and start Josiah Venture. We didn't know which country we would be in, actually. Oh, okay. So, but there was a great, of course, Dan loved Poland. And we even, after we got married, we went to Poland just for me to meet people there too. But we visited Czech and a lot of other places because we didn't know where we would go. But then at one point, Dave just called and said, hey, I have an idea. We want to join Where God's Working. And um, in some of his work of checking things out, he saw that there was some good movement in northern Czech and in Mm -hmm. southern Poland. And so Uh he said, 
his suggestion, why don't Connie and I go to Czech right near the border was a place right near the Polish border. And you start in Poland right on the South. Well, and what was interesting mm. about that was Dave and I had been kids together. We'd grown up the same organization. And then we- Right, I was going to ask about that connection. Yeah. 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 And I'll, I'll say more about that. But then we we went to college together and then we um, started, started moving in this direction together. So I'd worked with him for a long time. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about doing this together again, but I want my own dang country. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have a little Give space, a little country. elbow room, dude. Seriously, back away. <laughs> but like border, it's bordering countries. It's yeah, like, yeah. So we're like close <laughs> to each other, but in separate countries. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So we remember that, you know, right away at the beginning, it was still a strong border between Poland and Czech, but we would go visit each other every All week, you know, going through that border. But it was. Oh, yeah, that's true. Needed. Not as open as it is now. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's it's a really fun part of the 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 story because um, our son grew up here in Poland, uh, rubbing shoulders with other missionary kids, including Dave and Connie's uh, three kids, and mm-hmm. um, and a number of others that they they just became really close. But that's how it was for uh, Dave and I when we were kids. The other, you know, the, yeah. the other founder of the organization, and so it was it was particularly cool to. Uh, get to do something like this to start something like this together, and I mm-hmm. think I think one of the the really cool thoughts that comes from this is it actually really matters who you velcro yourself to, you know, it really mm-hmm. matters who you connect with and who you partner with. Uh, and one of the great privileges of our lives, because Laura had a deep relationship with Connie for many many years, Dave's Dave's wife, and so I think those those relationships. Uh, can be looked past as not being significant, but it's actually a real privilege to get to do missions with some of your deepest and longer long-term friends. That's 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 really true. Yeah. And even I think about how we often talk about in Josiah Venture that we are a family on mission. And I feel like that has started with you guys being friends with Dave and Connie, more developed, like friendship developing into more like family relationship where you're like, your children are growing up together, you love and respect one another. And that has made a deep imprint. I think the last 30 years, you can see it just how we love each other. And I think that's for sure a foundation of your friendship. I think yes. I think that's really, really cool to, to recognize. And I like how you say, like, be be mindful of who you velcro yourself to. Like that's that's a that's a good image. To have yeah, and I don't want to say weld. You know what I mean? I don't want to say right, weld yeah. because uh, you know, you know it's but 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 click in close. It's worth it. Click in close. That's right. So do you guys remember those like leading up to even leaving? your your lives well you were in Germany so you already knew what it was like to live cross culturally but then coming into living in Poland like do you guys remember those emotions feelings of like what are we even doing like from the beginning of Josiah Venture do we like what do we do like was there those questions of like what am I what am I doing now <laughs> oh my yes and it was there was just so much white canvas and it wasn't clear um exactly mm. what we were going to do there really was uh, not much of a playbook laid out in in front of us. So it was, you know, it was much more of missions that was kind of uh, machete through the bamboo, you know, rather than right. than, than paving yeah. the road. And um, it it's it's romantic to look back on those years and see how clear it was. But when you looked from that point forward, it felt really foggy. 
We, mm. we, we did not know. And sometimes we would sit around in our little apartment and go, what are we doing here? What is this about? Why are we spinning our wheels? It was really, it was really complex at the beginning to figure out which, which way to go and what exactly to do. We knew that our biggest priority was to learn the language, learn the culture, and be involved in a church and build relationships and build relationships. So Mm -hmm. that's, Mm -hmm. that's really what we knew to do. And I remember going to the market down, you know, down in our little town, we lived in a little town at the first, we didn't live in Mikkelwoo from the beginning, but, you know, and trying to befriend a lady who sold vegetables. um, Yeah. You know, and she spoke a little English, so we would try or, you know, some of that and go, really, this is what my life is about right now. And, <laughs> trying to find things in the grocery store that, you know, because they were little stores where you had to ask them for something on the shelf. And, you know, it was, uh, I don't know what, you know, what pieces of meat I'm supposed to order and what's, yeah, you know, like, yeah. any, anyway, it was kilos, you know, I didn't know kilos from pounds or whatever. It was um, grams. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. We we're just kind of trying to figure out our life. But what was interesting is I remember a little bit, I don't know, maybe six months into, you know, I write journal a lot. And so, you know, later I go back and look and it was so funny how I, it was somewhere in our first year. I wrote in my journal, I know what we're going to do here. I got to figure it out. <laughs> And I wrote this, got it. I wrote this thing that was like, you know, we're going to work with these people and do this ministry and this whole country. And, and it was just hilarious to read it later because I'm like, what did I think? How did I think I would know what we would be about, you know, within our first year and who we would work with? And, oh, so many things, you know, changed from that. But just wow. desperately kind of wanting to go, what What are we doing here? So let me find this one thing I think we're going to do and, and, and bet my life on it or something. Yeah. It included language learning as well, which was um, hard for both of us. Uh, we weren't natural at it. We 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 struggled. We had the same teacher, and we had really different learning styles. Laura would say, "Yeah, we had two different learning styles. I learned, and you didn't." <laughs> oh, you wouldn't say that. I didn't. Yeah, say but that. I, it sounds better when I say you said it. <laughs> yeah. no. The sad news is that it was partly true. I really struggled with catching the language and having the same tutor was like um yeah. a really bad idea. Yeah. So we we uh we both struggled with language but especially me and I had to later on start doing full-time language school. The only reason I say that is there there just again there wasn't a roadmap and so it, they were yeah. they were difficult years that that uh, the foundation was real important but we mm-hmm. we had a lot of twists and turns a lot of things we had to learn. We have kind of a really fun story, if I can just yes, throw please. it out there. Yes, please. Yes. So when we moved to Poland, of course, there were no telephones. Well, we did. I mean, some people had telephones, very few people, but we didn't have one in the house that we were living in. And Dave and Connie did have a f- telephone in their house. And so 
We were, before we even moved over to Poland, we, Dan was doing some research and found that there was this satellite telephone that mm-hmm. like it, 50 miles, you know, like how the bird flies, you know, the satellite could pick up or whatever. It's like a giant extension phone with okay. a 60 kilometer long wire, you know, 40 <laughs> mile long wire, <laughs> yeah. except by radio. So it was basically a giant walkie talkie. So we hooked this up to Dave and Connie's phone in their house. And then we had a phone at our house. So whenever their phone would ring, our phone would ring too. And so we shared a phone. So we would always say, (laughs) okay, they answer first. And then if it is somebody for us, then they would push a button and then we would answer. And actually, you know, then we knew it was for us. But what was really cool is we could just like click this button and it was like a intercom, intercom almost. And so Don, Connie oh. and I would talk a lot in, you know, evenings about, well, we both actually were pregnant at that time. So sometimes we were talking about that. And then sometimes we were talking about what we found at the grocery store that we were really excited about. And, you know, I don't know, other kinds of things, whatever, but <laughs> it was great until our neighbors that lived around us and actually Connie and Dave's neighbors, they, it like was this guy, our neighbor said, Hey, I want to watch my television. I don't want an English lesson from your wife. He told that to Dan. <laughs> so our voices were being, you know, um, <laughs> We're wiping out it's the like TV a ra- signal. You had a you had a radio station, yes, right? We so, we were, podcast, so we were on all these yes. TVs. So then we we're like, ah, we can't use this very well. So anyway, that was kind of a funny thing. No, that's funny to think about just how far technology has come in the last thirty right. years as well. Like email, yeah, sat- from satellite phones to email to now we're recording a, cr- a podcast across an ocean. Like it's insane to think about the last 30 years. So cool. From that perspective. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So some of the struggles you talked about language for sure, knowing where things are in the grocery store or how to order things in the grocery store. But looking back to like, talk about, did you think you would be here this long. Like looking back when you first got here to now, just, I don't know, what have been the joys of even discipleship, being a part of a local church? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but we love the question. We love the question because it just makes us smile and um, feel warm all over. (laughs) No, I don't, no, we didn't know we would be here 30 years. I I think if somebody said that to us the day we were getting on the plane, Ah! hey, yeah, yeah, Ah! for sure. Ah! For sure, Laura would have said, I just, I don't think so. And um, I, I actually think, when it's a real important principle that you, it's really kind that God does not tell us how long you're going to be at something. You know, it's just it's That's really true. kind to not know. Um, and you keep making the decision and choosing again to stay and be a part of this, this movement, which we do regularly. In fact, if you asked us right now, so how much longer will you be at? Or maybe you were going to ask that. So I'll just, spoiler alert, I'll just say, we don't spoiler. know. You know, we don't know. <laughs> We, so what what makes you keep choosing it? Yeah. What makes you keep choosing it? Super, yeah. super question. Well, what made us choose it back then is a little bit different than what makes us choose it now. But it really is cool to be cool. It really is enriching to be part of this movement that God is, is doing. And we've enjoyed that at, at every stage. You know, there have been... Um, to be a part of something that's making such a difference. But also, we live really rich lives in Poland. 
You know, sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm talking with my American buddies in the States, they'll go, wow, that must be so hard. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's also a credible privilege and it's really enriching. Don't feel sorry for us, man. We're living the life. So, uh, and that doesn't mean it's easy and uh, we're not anti-American, but we we love what we get to do here. But particularly mm-hmm. in your question, built in your question is is not just the what, but the who. And for us, that's been such a big part of what it's been about. The people that we've gotten to be a part of their lives, see a lot of them come to Christ, see people grow in their relationship with the Lord. And now we're watching them raise their kids and even send some of their kids off. And that's such a privilege. One of the things mm. that's unique about Polish culture is people don't move that much, not like in the States where we're from. No, yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's this this by sticking around for all these years and we've been basically in the same place, we get to continue to be a part of those relationships. So I think that's that's been a big part. What would you add, Laura? Well, I, there have been a couple times throughout the 30 years where things were really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with it, there were a few times where I said, I don't know if I can be here any longer. Yes. And we had um, loss of babies, some infertility things. We've had uh, problems with churches. <laughs> we've been a part of yeah. church plant plants, but we've also been a part of church splits. Um, mm-hmm. and, and some of that. So, you know, what kept me coming um, and choosing to say yes again to come is part of the, part of it is, we did a real soul searching time one time and Dan really felt like, no, we're, we're really laid it before the Lord, but felt like, no, he's still calling us back. And, and I was really ready to trust Dan trust God through trusting Dan. And so, so I, we were like, yeah, we had some good friends involved too and said, okay, they're going to be watching though, to see how, how it all goes, you know, to make sure that Mm. we're doing okay when we came back. And, um, and it was like at that point, again, even for, for me, God started opening just different new doors and, you know, like again, kind of a, oh, this, look at this place that, I have for you here and these people and this way to use you in who you are, even in your weakness and even in your, uh, you know, some of my failures or whatever, my Mm -hmm. lack of trusting him perfectly or whatever, you know, it just, it felt like he continued to say, no, there's something still here. There's something still more for you to do here. And, um, and, the joy of being able to, we've done different ministries within Poland and then hand them over to nationals who then are mm-hmm. handing them to more nationals, you know, and seeing that. And then there was always something more that we're kind of both pioneers of wanting and ready to try to new things. And so it kept, God just kept opening up those different things for us that we felt like, oh, there's still a place for us here. And um, and he's not calling us somewhere different. <laughs> so that's, yeah, yeah. So we kept, we keep saying yes. So here we are. 
Here we are through the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows and the joys and struggles and all of that. Yeah. And we love team ministry. We love working together. And that's on all levels. We loved developing. I was the country leader at the beginning, you know, the Poland team and and then that 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 grew and developed. We love that. Love starting churches together with a team of people. We're really team people. So think about mm-hmm. this, how cool it is that we get to be in the same organization with with a number of the same players and number have moved on and, and new new ones have come. But when you're a team player, to be a part of a team like this, you know, one of our distinctives is dynamic community. You know, that's what mm-hmm. we say in Josiah Venture. And that's one of the things we've experienced is uh, is dynamic community. And that's that's played a really big part in us wanting to stay. So that's that's cool. Yeah. But we've also yeah. had to figure out how to just live life here too. Oh yeah. You know, like oh, for sure. Um, yeah. What are the restaurants we like to go to? We when we very were were here the very beginning, there was a little Italian restaurant that was in our city where we lived. And we went to that restaurant, you know, too once, often. Maybe once a week almost, because we're like, <laughs> Yeah, okay, we found a place we like. We're just gonna keep going, you know. But in swimming pools and vacations, we started vacationing with some poles that we knew. Then we vacationed with some others on our team and um, and really living life, developing hobbies and, and trying to live normal, not just be always giving ourselves right, to yeah. everybody. Yeah, you were planting roots, but also just keeping your hands open too to whatever the Lord was calling you to do, whether it's changing roles or all that kind of stuff. I love, I love it. Wow, it was kind of interesting that we had a um, like what for me when we first came, we thought okay, eight to ten years because that's you build trust, you learn a language, it takes all that time. So I was kind of thinking eight to ten years, and then at ten years is when we bought a house. And I was uh-huh. like, okay, so we're not leaving at 10 years because we just bought a house. <laughs> so <then> right. that, <laughs> that kept going then too. Anyway. How long were you in Poland before your first teammates joined you? Uh, it actually wasn't very long. I don't know, a year, year and a half, something yeah. like that. Okay. Because okay. part of what happened is when we knew that we were going to go, uh, we started recruiting all of our friends. You know what oh, I mean? Good. We, we yeah. just we went <laughs> yes. after it. And it took them a while to, 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 to get out here, but- that some of the first folks were some folks that we'd known from the past, and we we grabbed them and pulled them in. Bring your friends with you. That's yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to do it. Yeah, and then we and then we just started adding people um, mm-hmm. a little at a time. We would um, recruit, and God just kept bringing more people that were sensing the need and being a part of it. Those those were really cool days. Yeah, what do you enjoy about the Polish culture? Oh, I love that question. Oh, I love that you asked that question. That's that's really fun. Um, Poles are, uh, you don't usually wonder what they're thinking because they s- say it. They're very, they say it, they're yeah. They're incredibly <laughs> straightforward. Um, some call it offensive. They call it forthright. And um, it's, 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 it's really enjoyable. Lots of conflict. You're not arguing. You're not talking. And uh, it's it's just dynamic. It's, they're really funny. Oh my! Great goodness. sense of humor, and they will make something happen. You know, if mm, if there's mm-hmm. if there's something like I remember way early on, there was a car parked in a spot that in a store blocking some other blocking cars. somebody else, and everybody some guys just came up and moved. It was a little car, so they just came up and moved Picked the, the car, car and moved it, <laughs> so the other people get it get out. So they yeah. just. 
There's a word called zawatvich. That's a Polish word, oh. zawatvich. And we don't really even have a great English translation, Just but means it means like you're going to figure happen. it out somehow. Yeah. yeah. And so they're, they're always, you know, like zawatvich things. That's not really a word, but anyway. Oh, I love it. And I love how I keep hearing you guys talk about relationships and the who, as Dan, you brought up, like- yeah. The people that you're involved in, the people that you're partnering with, the churches, the discipleship. Is there any discipleship story that you would like to share? Yes. For people? Yes. There's one that's yeah. going on right now. So <gasps> yes. This, this gal yes. comes to be a part of our church and then puts her faith in Christ. And and uh, she's it's not going well with her husband. And they're separated. And so she says, will you meet with my husband? And I was meeting with a lot of people and I did not want to. And I didn't like the guy because he had been a skunk. Uh, that's a <laughs> biblical yeah. term. Which, and, yes, yes. Uh, so he, uh, but I agreed because I felt the Lord, you know, uh, compelling me. And, um, and we started meeting together and we met and met and uh, it went from bad to worse. Uh, and then, uh, we kind of broke up, I guess you could say, uh, kind of yeah. had to say, stop. Cause you're, I'm not doing this anymore. Cause you're not behaving. And, um, there was one moment where he got really sideways, uh, with his life and with his wife and with God. And I drove up to the North of the, to the middle of the country, uh, just and sat with him for two days and cried and and got all up in his grill and loved on him and and we continued to meet and the Lord started doing something in his life. He came to Christ, got things right, and here, here's what makes the story so cool. Now, a couple of years later, now a number of years later, not tons, but uh, probably four, four. Three, three. We continued to meet weekly, and it's like it's like one of my favorite people to talk to. Like I can't hardly wait. We just met together. And, and last Sunday, he became an elder in our church. Seriously, it makes me cry. He's talking about it. Wow. And, and, um, and it's... Uh, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And I get to still be in his life. And he's in mine. Yeah. And uh, the way he opens the word and we talked, we just, we're having a great time. So so that's a, that's a cool story that's happening uh, right now. Right now. Yeah, right now. Wow. Discipleship's never over. No. <laughs> Discipleship can continue and continue. Just get to meet with people. And I love those discipleship relationships where maybe it started off as more of like a mentor to someone, and then they become like peer-to-peer. -peer. Like all of a sudden, someone you poured your life into, they're like sharing advice with you, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, this is like recipro reciprocal. <laughs> like, well, we can like pour into each other. Oh, that's so good. Uh, that's Seeing really, how God works. Really ah. cool. Really cool. So your role has shifted and changed over the years. So, Laura, I would love for you to share just what you guys are involved in now. I know just just this past January, you're entering like the thirtieth year of your ministry. Your role has changed. So what what are you guys involved in now? Well, because of the fact that um, we continue to believe in dynamic community, and uh, we want to love our team well, and invest in the Josiah Venture team. Um, we have, and because there's so many Poles that are now in on the team in Poland and uh, nationals as well as missionaries, but actually we have more nationals on our team than we do 
North Americans that are here. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some of those those reasons and uh, our just a desire as we think about these days in our life of what we could most offer to JV, we really believe that we want to help um, our staff be healthy and mm-hmm. um, growing in their relationship with the Lord, uh, not just doing, but being people, um, moving into some uh, ways that can help uh, further growth and development and all that kind of stuff. So we are moving, we've moved into member care and there's a, a member mm-hmm. care team and we've been excited about joining this team in order to develop deeper, some other people, still indigenous empowerment. We want each um, country to be thinking too of how do they best care for their people in their country. So Dan and Laura Hash, we're not going to be caring for the 400 and some people or 350 staff we have, Mm -hmm. but we really want to help people in and develop and empower people in different countries to be also the ones that are looking at the people on their team, thinking of what might be needs of the people in their country, um, what are some areas that need to be developed more, if there's any crisis situations, some of mm. those kind of things. And so I think JV has always been really good about doing some uh, thinking in that categories where we have marriage retreats and we have singles retreats and we have Israel study trips and we have mm-hmm. May conference and we have Thanksgiving and we have things that are especially thinking of what are the needs of some of our staff. Um, but people get missed in all of that. And so, sure. So that's our, and the reality is, is one of the things, you know, that we really believe in is healthy marriages. And um, so we've been a part of, of that for a while with JV. And now we're just giving it a little bit more time. We do some train people to be marriage coaches and some different things like that. So, um, yeah, so that's one of the things we're really doing. Um, I've been, my last role that I had in Poland was being one of those people in a country that was caring for that, their country, their members in their country. And so I did quite a few things with our Poland team, um, you know, helping as far as like individual growth, um, setting some of your own goals, some of your own rhythms that lead to some healthy things, as well as um, we had monthly days with God and, and organizing some of those kind of things. So that's, yeah, that's where we're moving into that. And now we all get to serve on the international team together, which mm-hmm. is so fun. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting to hang with you a little bit more. That's Yay. right. Yay. And you've seen over 30 years, you've seen all kinds of people come and go. And so even to even know some of the questions to ask, Dan, you're always really great at asking questions. And so I love that you guys are in this role and you get to serve the whole organization in this way. So, okay, I have a few more questions for you. We're coming to the end. One of the questions is, so JV's been around for 30 years. Great. What do you see for the next 30 years? What are you dreaming? What are you hoping for, for Josiah Venture for the next 30 years? 
Well, I love that question. And one of the things that happens <laughs> with the youth ministry movement is it's a little bit like a bubble. You know what I mean? It goes up and then um, has a lot of a dynamic sense to it and it goes up. And then it's important that the movement starts again. Um, mm, and mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. we intend that people will hand off their roles to other people, you know, like Christ did with the disciples, and then it, it goes and goes and goes. But we know that there's going to need to be lots of restarts. And methodology has a really short self life, shelf shelf life. It only lasts for so long. Yeah, easy for you to say. And shelf um, life. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you. And <laughs> th- there needs to be constant renewal of methodology. You know, it's the, the the essence stays the same, but but how do we do that? We disciple and we we see people come, uh, you know, to know Christ and then get discipled and then become leaders. But how does that look in this new reality? So, um, I look forward and I think of all the reinvention that's going to take place, you know? I think of all the mm, new things mm-hmm. that are going to happen. I sometimes even think about the 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 Dan and Laura and Dave and Connie's that are going to come up again and go, hey, it's time for something new. And that yeah. actually really gets me excited. I'm, I, I, I really want to see, it's not just about new, but it, it, it's about different expressions and, and doing things a different way. So I'm really excited to see what the next, ring of the movement is going to look like. Right, uh, right. I, I personally really believe that the movement that we have right now is only is only the beginning. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're just going to maintain. I think it's going to grow and grow wider. I, I deeply believe that. I Maybe I long for it more, more than I believe it. I don't have a, a word or prophecy on that, but I, I really believe that's what's going to happen. So we're excited to, to, to watch that to continue. I would love to see more countries um, mm-hmm. be a part of this movement. But for me personally, I, I'm most excited about the the depth and the breadth uh, that Josiah Venture is going to see in the countries where we're in. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's what brings me a lot of joy. Ooh, that's good. Laura, anything to add? Well, it's just, you know, as we talk about Earlier, we talked about technology, like, you know, we didn't have a phone, whatever. And now we're doing this over here today. Earlier, we were talking with our son, Jacob, about AI and some things he's doing with AI. And it just makes it in the same sense of what Dan's saying is, is there's um, so many more possibilities of what could happen. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I I think that's the biggest thing. And the greatest joy for me is to see... Like even at the fall conference, there were people on the Poland team that I didn't even know, but I know other people in Poland are really, you know, building into them and developing them. And so that to somehow see that continued to happen. And um, I love it that more and more nationals are doing ministry. We got to keep figuring out how to get them funded, Mm -hmm. you know, in Mm -hmm. order to do that. Yes. But, um, but I love that. I, I, I. I just love seeing all those that are continuing on with it. So that's that's just my and greatest joy. One more thing I'd like to add. Yes, uh, yes. For our personal lives too, well, particularly for me, because as we said, Laura was fairly normal and I was odd, but I grew up as a missionary kid. And so we moved every couple, every four or five years. And one of the things I loved about moving to Poland uh, and Laura talked about buying a house 20 years ago is we really put down roots here. And I think, I think 
it touches something really deep in me to watch generations come to Christ, these guys and then their kids. And I love that even though we're missionaries and you think about the traditional picture that comes to mind with that, we get to be really grounded and next to a lot of people mm-hmm. for, for, for a long time. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited about the next phase as, as we're getting you know older in our 60s of, of watching um, a whole lot of people put their hands to the plow and push, but also um, guys that were kids in the youth group that came to Christ 25 years ago or whatever, and I'm watching them and their kids you know, move into that phase. And you get to have one conversation with somebody, and because of all this history— it's just so rich. You know what I mean? Rich. What a privilege. And by sticking around for a long time, we get all these incredible privileges of of longevity. And we are, Mm -hmm. we're just enjoying the heck out of them. It's just such a really fun phase for us. It's really, really enriching. So I I love it. I I don't want to walk away now, man. It's just, it's just getting really, really good. That's right. Just getting good. It's just getting good. Stick around, stick around people. Oh, I love it. And I love that we can keep dreaming and like discipleship. It's one of those things too with Jesus. Like we don't have to make Jesus more attractive, but we do have the methodology maybe or thinking of the generation coming up and what they've gone through and they've now been raised with their cell phone in their hand and like AI is around the corner and like God knows all that and he's sovereign over it and he's going to do really cool things. Yes. Things that maybe we couldn't even think or imagine. So, ah, yeah. one last question for you guys is the question we ask everybody on the podcast. Because we're a youth organization, you guys have had 30 years of experience with young people. And the question is, what advice would you give to young people today? Yeah, I love that question. Take the next step. Take mm. the next step. You don't have any idea what kind of things it's going to open up. Just, but take the next step. And a guy came up to me in those days that I was doing trainings in Poland before we moved here. And he said, Dan, what we are doing for us, we need full time. What you're doing for us. What, what you guys are doing for us, we need full time. And I said, he said, will you help us try to find somebody to do this kind of training? And I said, yes, I mm. will. He turned around, walked away, and then turned back, turned around and came back and said, could, could you be that person? And I said, (laughs) absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is, I got a good gig going in Germany. This is, you know, I can see, but I felt something. And I said, yes, we said yes to that one, to one step. You don't know what kind of doors it's going to open up, not just for you, but for a whole lot of people, you know, Mm, you, mm -hmm. you, you don't know, but take the step. So that's the first piece of advice. I think I was going to say something similar, but I just want to say again, following Christ is an adventure, and it's mm. um, way more than what you might think it might be. And so for yeah. young people to to keep believing, uh, believe Jesus in the first part, but believing that He's good and what He has is, is adventure, even if it's up and down, but it's a good adventure and it's good good for you <laughs> good for me yeah it's, it's, yeah he's good that's and following him is the adventure so yeah 
He is good. Well, Dan and Laura, thank you so much for sharing that those pieces of advice. Thank you for your 30 years of service with Josiah Venture, paving the way, and for taking those those next steps, the step-by-step-by-step, day-to-day, entrusting the Lord with your story as well, and um, discipling people in Poland and all over the place, the Philippines, all you know, <laughs> Germany. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> but is there anything else that you want to say before we end this episode? Well, do you know what the worst sports stadium is in the whole world? Oh, uh, what? What's the Warsaw, Poland... Uh, soccer stadium. Do you know why it's the worst stadium? No, no. Why? Because you why? can't see everywhere you sit. You're sitting behind a pole. That's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Delete. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 We're keeping that. Okay. We're keeping that in. That's good. I like. I was like, where is this going? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, this what I, this what what I want to say. We we love this organization, and uh, we don't have to, but we we really do, and mm, we mm-hmm. we we love that God's opened up the door and that we get to stick around and be part of this movement. It's yeah. really a yeah. fun ride. It's an adventure, right, Laura? That's right. Adventure. And a lot of people call us Josiah Adventure, and then I'm like, no, we're Josiah. Venture. Venture. I but know. it is kind of a Josiah adventure, too, I guess. Yeah. That's we right. Are oh, an adventure. It could be both. Yeah. It could be both. Well, thank you for today. Thank you for taking the time. I know that this episode will bless many people. And so, how do you say goodbye in Polish? Do widzenia. Do widzenia. Ah, oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about who we are and our vision and mission, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow us on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or would like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. To help more people hear about this podcast, please leave us an honest written review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.